transmitting from the Mojave Wilderness in Joshua Tree, California. Now is the time for Desert Oracle Radio, the voice of the desert. Night has fallen on the desert. The desert in October. Libra time. The scales of justice blind to wealth and power. As time goes on, my time anyway, I find that every little hint of the natural living world is overwhelmingly beautiful. Especially this year. I cannot work outside for long because I just wind up watching the birds. And that smallest, smartest part of me, that smallest, smartest part of all of us. The voice of wisdom we usually drown out with podcasts and explainers and screaming at each other. Whispers. You know, the whole point was to watch the roadrunners and the hummingbirds and the lizards doing push-ups on the patio. And of course, it's right, it's always right. And maybe I'll argue a little bit and say, well, Christ, I'm trying. It's not exactly easy, and there is work that has to be done, and at least the aim is noble, even if most of the work right now is mentally and spiritually exhausting. And as that's usually enough to shut off the connection, lose the signal. Well, then I shuffle back inside where I'll be distracted less by the birds and the breeze and the bunnies. Back to work, you miserable layabout. Back to the grindstone. Make more radio shows, more books, more magazines, more merchandise. And don't forget to have computer failures and network issues, office supply shortages, missing freight deliveries, post office problems, missed voicemails. Oh, don't forget about that. And make sure to send in your quarterly tax payment. And make sure the check doesn't bounce. Who do you think you are anyway? A new story has been going around about how we've managed to do away with two-thirds of the wild creatures over these past traumatic 50 years. Good work, everybody. 
We push the animals into extinction as fast as we can, but every now and then an animal survives long enough to throw a virus back at us. As in the case of the COVID, the coronavirus. As in the case of AIDS and Ebola before. But evolution is an interesting machine because it has its own intelligence. And it plays the long game. Evolution is just what we call the little bit of the process that is visible to us. With our limited vision, our very limited time. About 15 or 20 years back, there was a handful of glory hounds making a commotion about how much they knew about evolution because they'd gone to college somewhere for a few years and were born wealthy and connected enough to know how to get book deals in their 20s. These were the atheist men. Very loud and bitchy men who were here to tell you, you dummy, that they knew everything. Imagine being a professional Western intellectual in this time of absolutely collapsing ecosystems and daily environmental disasters and mass extinction events and announcing that you had figured it all out, the life systems on this planet. You had looked out over our dying world and... You nodded sagely and said, This is good. For we have broken the shackles of the old demon-haunted world. The old world of spirits and gods and visions and meaning and purpose. When the forests were filled with creatures that sustained us. When we managed to exist without COVID-plagued corporate slaughterhouses filled with migrant workers whose wives are dragged screaming into border camp operating rooms, whose children literally vanish from the former Walmarts where they had been kept in squalid cages by your government. As James Lovelock says, and here I mean the scientist and ecologist who introduced the Gaia theory, G-A-I-A, the word at the root of all of our Earth words, geography, geology, because in the beginning was the word. And the word was with Gaia. For the word was Gaia.
James Lovelock recently told the Guardian newspaper, We have created the conditions in which viruses will thrive, in which pandemics will wreak havoc. Or to quote him from the Guardian on the eve of his 101st birthday, You are not going to get a new species flourishing unless it has a food supply. In a sense, that is what we are becoming. We are the food. I could easily make you a model and demonstrate that as the human population on the planet grew larger and larger, the probability of a virus evolving that would cut back the population is quite marked. We're not exactly a desirable animal to let loose in unlimited numbers on the planet. Lovelock really reintroduced the Gaia theory, along with evolutionary biologist Lynn Margulis. Gaia is Old Greek, Ancient Greek. Some people say it Gaia. is probably from a pre-Indo-European tongue. It means the Earth personified, the land and waters itself, named for Mother Earth, the goddess who embodies our planet. Because James Lovelock, 50 years ago, looked at the cold, dead industrial science all around him, and looked at the world sinking into environmental catastrophe and realized, oh no, oh no. It's all alive. And the people do not see it. We think we are individual humans, but we are connected We're connected life forms filled with millions of different living parts, bacteria and fungus and tiny insects eating the crust off our eyelids, etc. We exist only when the balance of oxygen, fresh water, sunlight, plants, animals, large and small, geologic stability, asteroid activity, lunar cycles, solar storms, and everything else are just right. When any of that goes out of line for too long, well, Gaia, the lone god, goddess, who decides if you live or die, my brothers and sisters, well, she just hits the big red reset button. Gaia is patient, but Gaia is not kind. She is what she is. And we have failed, we have failed our elders, we have failed our children, and we failed ourselves. Remember when the pandemic shut down much of the world during the first half of this outrageous year? 
What happened almost immediately, the animals came out of hiding, came out of their tiny reserves of park and forest and mountain peak. Sea creatures returned to tidal basins and river deltas once the toxic activities of the humans paused. But nature was not healing. Nature was just getting a look around at the rest of the world. The world that pushed it away, punished it, killed most of it with unending abuse and horror. I wonder how many of those wild animals who made it onto Instagram because they wandered down a quiet main street in some once busy tourist town in the forest or the desert. I wonder how many of them wound up being burnt alive in the summer of infernos that followed. I wonder how many bears and bobcats and bighorn and birds died in the inferno. Started by the gender reveal photo shoot in Oak Glen. Desert Oracle Radio, and I am your host, Ken Lane. Let's do it. Let's open up the Desert Oracle mailbag. Let's see. This has, uh... The Juicy Jitters on the front. I think this is a brand of cactus candy. Dear Desert Oracle, thanks for all the strangeness. I'm here in Cuba, New Mexico. A tiny little town, but a good one. Thank goodness we have our own constant source of weird. Love listening to the podcast. First read your pocket journal a few years ago. And my friends Lou up in Whitewater Preserve. She's a rad lady. Glad I found you through her. Uh, Thanks for keeping desert people connected. All the best, Haley. Thank you, Haley. Or Holly. Haley. 
It must be Haley. Loo means toilet or outhouse in uh, British English. For those of you wondering. For those of you who don't get out much. Here's a postcard that says on a road sign, possible sinkhole ahead, but possible is X'd out. It's from the Center for Land Use Interpretation. Sent by our friend Jack Freer. Who says, the center checks in with a cryptic message of the future. Keep your head down and stay safe. Always, Jack, always. We try, anyway. Now this here is a vintage postcard. And the print on the back is so faded, I don't even know what it's supposed to be. It looks like a building in the desert. And it's talking about driving back to somewhere from somewhere for the weekend. The air thick with smoke. The sun casting an ominous light. Temperatures well into the triple digits. Perhaps end times? Hopefully the end of something come November. Until then, I hope your swamp cooler and night hikes are helping you maintain sanity. Peace, love, burritos, and umuamua. From Ted T. Thank you, Ted. Remember Omoamoa? It was the strange, unknown object. It wasn't a comet. It wasn't an asteroid. It might have been a cylinder. Visited us a few years ago and turned around and took off. From Jeff, we have a postcard of the beautiful Mariposa Grove of giant sequoias in Yosemite National Park. One of the old Works Progress Administration posters. Beautiful to look at. Good, honest, meaningful work for artists, graphic designers, printmakers. Back in our last major national collapse. And it's from Jeff, who writes, How serious are you about the Holy Rangers? Serious as a heart attack, Jeff. Which I'm going to have if I don't get the hell out of the office soon. Another beautiful WPA art card. Ranger Naturalist Service, Yosemite National Park. 
by the artist C. Don Powell. Dear Desert Oracle, on a recent drive to Yosemite, pictured on the opposite side, I was listening to your Manson and Death Valley episode. At the exact moment you said that he was incarcerated just north of Bakersfield, I was in fact just north of Bakersfield. Exactly where I was supposed to be. Carry on. Jeff. Wait a minute, these are from the same Jeff, aren't they? I read them in the uh, wrong order. Or maybe the right order. Oh, here we go. This is a picture postcard from Iceland. Okay, Ken. You're the media guy. The USA is in collapse and it's 127 degrees in Death Valley. How do we get Icelandic girlfriends? I await your plan. Mike Switzer. Mike, that was your job. Here we have a small envelope with a card inside which says when we try to pick out anything by itself we find it hitched to everything else in the universe that's right dear desert oracle i hope you are doing as well as one can these days though i write from new england and about as far as one can be from a desert in america your podcast has continually inspired me Thank you. This is from Ben Bosworth. And he says, uh, around this time of year, I would typically be planning some sort of trip to check out some sort of interesting place around our country. However, the presence of everything makes that not an option. I'm left with a feeling often known as wanderlust. So he asks if I have any suggestions for film, TV, books, music, podcasts. Uh, that does well to capture the spirit. No. None of those things capture the spirit. But you live in a beautiful place. Wilderness is wilderness, and you've got a lot of it back there. The granite state, etc. Which state is that? So, get out and enjoy the wilderness that's in your area, because that's your home. And come back and see us when you can. It's a typewritten letter. I love a typewritten letter. Dear Voice of the Desert, we picked up the latest issue of Desert Oracle at the station in Joshua Tree back in June. Hey, you know what? Uh, the station just got a couple of boxes of our new issue. A little interjection from your editor here. If you're looking for issue 9, which is out now. Upon returning home, we became enamored with the Desert Oracle world. Enamored is how we tend to say it here. Whenever you say anything on the radio, somebody is going to correct you eventually. So I just, I did it myself. 
Thank you for being a proponent of all things deserty and strange. Please find and close to check for one annual subscription. Thank you. One more postcard in this batch. Hey, if you want to send us something, first, we appreciate your patience. I try to acknowledge anything that comes in, but I am several months behind. But I do appreciate it. And in one way or another, perhaps psychically, you will hear back. Maybe. Here we have a skeleton cowboy playing guitar on a chair next to a cactus. Congrats on the 100th show. Looking forward to Friday's live event at Pappy's. Patrick in Los Angeles. Thank you, Patrick. Of course, that event did not take place. I don't know if there will ever be such a thing, you know? I'm trying to come up with another way to get out and about and see people. And it's probably not going to be through the old ticketed nightclub process which is gone for now maybe we don't need a corporate ticketed nightclub process to gather together at the river in the desert this is desert oracle radio We broadcast Friday nights from KCDZ 107.7 FM in downtown Joshua Tree. Like I said, our new issue is out, and boy, my brain is a little fried. The whole truck of issues disappeared for ten days. I was telling my musical collaborator, Red, Blue, Black, Silver, who does almost all of the soundscapes you hear on this show, excluding this little bit of guitar theme at the end. Well, I was telling RBBS. I've never called him that in my life. I was telling him how sometimes the hardest part of the whole magazine situation is getting the finished magazine to where it's supposed to go. To the subscribers, to the stores, etc., etc. So we're very glad it's out. Hopefully it has reached you by now if you're a subscriber. We'll be back on the radio and in podcast form next Friday night, 10 p.m. Thank you for listening. Be careful out there if you're exploring the desert. It's still mighty hot. And good night from the voice of the desert.